after packages were found there as well. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has a message for New Yorkers. I want to let all New Yorkers know you can go about your daily routine knowing the NYPD and all these other agencies are here to protect you. It's important uh, to note that this is an ongoing investigation. As we have more information, we will provide it. Vice President Mike Pence had a message for the person responsible for the packages. Those responsible will be brought to justice. Volunteers in Barron, Wisconsin are continuing to search for 13-year-old Jamie Kloss, who went missing eight days ago, the same day her parents were found shot to death in their home. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaruth, the conservative warrior. My show, War Now, airs every day right here on USA Radio from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also the star of the Wayne Alaruth Show on Newsmax TV, reaching over 50 million homes. But my favorite role is speaker extraordinaire. I was opening speaker at many Donald Trump for president events. I speak at Republican, conservative, and college GOP events, and I'm available to be the star at your next event. Contact me to arrange for a Wayne Root keynote speech. Call toll-free 888-444-ROOT. That's 888-444-ROOT. Or email WayneRoot at gmail.com. Experience Dell Cinema Technology on the Dell XPS 13, a laptop for people who never say no to one more episode. Hi there. I'm calling about my dinner reservation at 7. Yeah, I'm not going to make that. With lifelike color, brilliant sound clarity, and uninterrupted streaming, Dell Cinema Technology on the Dell XPS 13 with an 8th Gen Intel Core i7 processor makes whatever you love to watch even better. To learn more, call 800 by Dell. That's 800 by Dell. Researchers at a medical university in Vienna, Austria, report that people are eating tiny pieces of plastic along with their food. USA Radio Network's John Clemens has more on the story. The research involved people from the UK and from seven other countries. Lead researcher Dr. Philip Schweibe says he was surprised that the plastic particles showed up from everyone in the study in every sample taken from the different countries. I was surprised very much that all uh, participants, independently of uh, their uh, place where they live, really had microplastics in their stool. So this shows the sources might be really um, multiple. I'm John Clemens. Lottery officials on Wednesday said the $1.6 billion Mega Millions ticket was purchased at the KC Mart No. 7 in Simpsonville, South Carolina. It's possible we may never know the winner, as South Carolina is one of the eight states where the winner can remain anonymous. You're listening to USA Radio News. I am lucky. I am lucky. You're lucky? Everyone, Everyone is lucky, lucky at Lucky's, Lucky's Lounge. Lounge. With a brand new menu now serving vegetarian options, try the artichoke hearts or create your own pizza. Join us at Lucky's Lounge for themed trivia nights, painting nights, or just to watch the game on their many TVs. Located on the corner of Jones and Warm Springs, find them online at Lucky'sLoungeLV.com. That's Lucky'sLoungeLV.com. Everyone gets lucky at Lucky's. The showroom at South Point presents, back by popular demand, the Broadway comedy smash hit, My Mother's Italian. We don't know nothing, we didn't see nothing, you don't ask. My father's Jewish. How much of a discount? And I'm home for the holidays. October 19th to the 21st. Oy vey. Tickets at the box office. Online at southpointcasino.com or charged by phone. 702-797-8055. My mother's Italian, my father's Jewish. And I'm home for the holidays. At the South Point, 18 and over. Oy gefault. It's rare that politicians make promises. When they do, you should probably listen. I cannot support a piece of legislation that takes insurance away from hundreds of thousands of Nevadans. That was Nevada Senator Dean Heller promising Governor Sandoval he'd do the right thing on health care. It's important, so let's hear it again. 
I cannot support a piece of legislation that takes insurance away from hundreds of thousands of Nevadans. But then Donald Trump threatened Dean Heller. Dean Heller caved and broke his promise. Heller voted to end protections for pre-existing conditions and allow insurance companies to charge older Nevadans thousands more. Remember, Dean Heller promised he wouldn't do that. I cannot support a piece of legislation that takes insurance away from hundreds of thousands of Nevadans. Apparently, the pressure from President Trump and party bosses was too much, and Dean Heller sold us out to save himself. Paid for by SMP, which is responsible for the content of this advertising. SenateMajority.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. Thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Hi, folks. We're going to have a lot of fun on Mondays. It's Brian Blessing here, noon to 2, every Monday in the game at the Suncoast Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline, right here, AM 1400 KSHB. But that's just the beginning. We'll be sticking around, and in the game, food and drink specials, great prize giveaways for Monday Night Football and every NHL game on TV. In the game, we're calling it Pucks and Pigskins. You're going to love it. A great combo of hockey and football, Mondays in the game at the Suncoast. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hi, folks. It's Brian Blessing. Football is back, and we're back in Sunset Station at Club Madrid. It's a great place to watch your favorite NFL action on the big screens. We've got the seat upgrade. We've got jersey giveaways, food and drink specials. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet. It's a great day of football each and every Sunday, inviting you to come join us in Club Madrid at Sunset Station. We do Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline from Sunset Station every Friday, weekdays, noon to 2 a.m., 1400 KSHP. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free.
All right, folks, here we go from Las Vegas. Glad to be with you. It's Brian Blessing, and it is Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. 800-209-1679 is the number to call. We have fun, frivolity, and a lot of good information. Fired up to get the fun started, as always. We bring in the boys, John and Mike, from Baltimore and... You guys saw a whale of a football game Sunday with a weird, and I mean weird ending, of all people to miss an extra point. Justin Tucker, how's your kid doing, John? Let's just say it was very quiet at the stadium when they scored the touchdown. This is one of the things I take issue with in an NFL game. They they had fireworks when he crossed the goal line. Yeah. I think they should wait for the fireworks after the extra point is made. <laughs> Apparently, it looked like Fourth of July celebration, and it was just assumed. And then I looked down at my phone because I'm not going to watch Tucker kick because I just assume it's going in after 316 consecutive kicks, and he's never missed an extra point in his career up to that point. 222 in a row. (laughs) 220. Well, it's 222 in a row, but that's that's kicks. That's like including field goals. But he's made 316 consecutive extra points. Oh. So his 222 was the basically the was the field goal number, not the extra point number. He's never missed an extra point yeah, in his well, career. All right, now so he goes. So I look. So I'm looking down, <laughs> and he goes, "Dad, Dad." Oh no! I go, "What?" And I don't hear. I don't hear anybody. Like normally, people would freak. Mike will tell you he was at the stadium. It was like a pin dropped. Uh. Well, even the I, announcers were shocked. I I talked to you uh, that morning, and you got you were at the game, and you were telling me how windy it was. And the funny thing is, when you watch this thing, I mean, he hammered it. I mean, it's going right down the middle, and the thing took a dead right turn. I mean, I, my exact text, it's we can show it on the radio. I said, yeah, I would take the under. It's really windy. No, I <laughs> know, I know you. So now here's the thing, I know you pretty well. Your son. Had to be, you know, a little shock kicking in. How did you not show any reaction? Because I know, so I know, was, I know you had New Orleans. <laughs> so what happened was my biggest oh, game man. of the day of that morning was 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 the Browns. And so what happened was they kept updating the Browns scoreboard on the uh, on the thing. So at the end, when the Browns game was over. I said yes, and he, he doesn't. He didn't understand the point spread. He goes, "I thought you needed the Browns to win, Dad." I go, "They." I go, "They did." He goes, "No, Dad. They lost by three. Anyway, let's jump forward to Monday. Monday, he was off school, and they had parent-teacher conference meetings. And he comes to me in the morning. And he says, "Dad, I still don't understand why you were happy that Cleveland." So I said, you know what, since you're not in school, we're going to do math. We're going to have a little father-son math class. <laughs> and I recorded it, and I showed it, to, and I literally explained to him the point spread, how you subtract or you add. And I said, it's the same, whether you subtract. So Tuesday he calls me, and he says, when he gets out of school, he goes, Dad, I get it. Atlanta won, but the Giants beat the number. I said, "Now you get it." Uh-huh. He's thirteen. He's initiated. I ruined him on sports now. No, I, well, I mean, it. You know, it was going to happen at some point. <laughs> exactly. How was now, the game, Mike? The game was fun. It was fun. Mike was fun. Everything was fun. But you know, I, I will say it was a very docile. 
I will say this, and Mike can agree, and then we'll move on to the real stuff of making money for our clients. There was a lot of Nolan's fans there. There was really? a lot, a lot, yeah. In at least the section I was sitting in. What about you, Mike? Um, I had a group of fans behind me. They kept doing the chant for the first down that they do in New Orleans. The who and they dat, kept doing the who dat, the who, who dat. dat, who dat, and then and all the drunk fans in front of me for the Ravens were calling them the Aints, and and it was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and then I literally held it in the entire game, and then we scored the touchdown, and I turned around and I went off, and they're just silent. And then I turn back around, I see Tucker miss the kick, and I, I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't even look <laughs> at them in the they were They were absolutely going crazy. They, they couldn't even believe it. So They could not even believe that they just won the game on that particular situation, which never happened. But i got to have to say one thing. Before the game, I was watching kick. I was there about 30 minutes prior to game time. I was watching Tucker kick pregame. He missed one, and then another one hit the right post. So... There were swirling winds at yeah. parts of the game, and on that side of the stadium, it was it's like very odd. It wasn't windy, but there's swirling winds every couple minutes, so it just happened to be. I mean, usually it looks like the ball, when you kick it like that, it hooks back in because it went right and then normally kicks back in. It just it didn't hook. So on to next week. I guess so. And that's what, so it's, let's, all, let's that's roll, what it's all about, right? It's Turn the page. About, it's all about, right. Look, it's all about that. It's all about the fact that you can't be one-dimensional. It's about the Champions League is on right now. As we speak, there's money-making opportunities. Come on, give me a good name. uh, Give me me a good name. I mean, really, they're all like normal. uh, I don't know. They're not like funny names today. But anyway, listen, here's the thing. (laughs) The the reality is um, NBA is in full force. The Lakers are 0-3 against the spread if you've played them on the game. LeBron has, you know, he said he knew what he was getting into, but I had LeBron the other night when they went into overtime in the second half. So, you know, like somebody said to me, like, they're 0-3. Yeah, they're 0-3 against the spread, but they're not 0-3 in the second half. So he came back, he hit the three, took them to overtime. They lost the game by one, but they covered the second half number of two and a half. And this goes back to trading the game within the game and being, uh, and being involved and taking advantage of the opportunities that you're given. And when you talk about systems like Alabama covering the first half, or you talk about, this is a great one, the dogs, home team dogs rolling in the NFL, well, guess what? 0-4, which you already know this last week. So we always talk about that parity of coming back to 50%. And so it goes back to, you know, were you really going to just keep betting the home team dogs with reckless abandon and just expect it doesn't work that way. And if you stick with that parity number, Brian, and you look long-term and you look at a team like the Lakers, it'll probably be 50-50 against the number, um, then, you know, you keep your eye on the prize, especially if you're practicing money management. How about Buffalo, by the way? Which one? I had them, too. Which one? The Bills. I had both. I had the uh, Bills and I had both. Now, but listen, hey, remember I, last, week, last week we talked about that. That was so. I had Buffalo for the game. Wait, listen. In college football, right. it goes back to I had, and then I sent out a text alert at halftime. Double go double strength on Buffalo in the second half. And that was a game we that switched died. favorites, right? I mean, we talked about that early in the week last week. Right, but they were down by ten at half. I took them at pick them in the second half. Mm-hmm. Sent it out to everybody on the text alert service, and people were like, "You're crazy! They're down by ten. I'm like, if it was that easy just to keep chasing the team winning at halftime, then everybody would be doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like 
Last night was a prime example in the Troy game. It was like 40 or 48 points at the half. I saw them put up a number of 27 or 26 and a half, and I took the under in the second half. Like, there's no way we're going to score 100 points. This is not going to happen. And that goes back to keeping your eye on the prize. So this is where we're making a lot of our money. Not You can't just take trends and follow them blindly. you got to stick with the, you know, Look, dogs. By the way, in baseball, I love. They haven't been tre- treating me well in the in the in the playoffs. Every favor is covering every game. I will say this on the air, so you can listen to it next week. The Dodgers are cooked. They couldn't win with Kershaw. They're not going to win. However much money you want to bet, bet Boston tonight. If they lose, triple up, triple up, quadruple up. They can't lose. Bet the series at the new price on Boston. They can't lose. You've heard it here. It's over. You don't even have to watch it. Duke World Series is over. As of today, the 24th of October, congratulations, Red Sox. Do you concur, Mike? I do. Um, they're they're very – I mean, look, they're the better team. They There's a reason why they won 106 games this year in the regular season. Just the way that they play, they just beat you down. Their starting pitchers can go six, seven innings, and they have the, the staff – with the starting rotation where you're probably going to see sale two or even maybe three times in this series if they happen to go seven, which I don't believe. I think the Red Sox will win it in six. Um, but they're just so deep, and having that home field advantage, it's tough for L.A. to play in that cold environment. I mean, it was raining before the game. It was cold. L.A.'s just not that type of team. So, I mean, just personally, I just think they have better talent, even though L.A. is very talented across the board as well. I just think the Red Sox have that slight edge because of home field advantage. Hey, we got so much football that we'll get to, but you brought you talked about the NBA just getting underway. Uh, it, it's amazing in the early stages here. Um, it, when you just look at these totals, they're all in the high 220s, 230s. It's insane. But then you can't blindly do it because then you look at matchups where like all of a sudden Memphis scoring a buttload of points, Utah scored a boatload of points. Well, wait a minute. Put the two of them together. They're not going to score a boatload of points, but you get the overlaid number. So uh, we're looking at these numbers early on. There's a lot of reading between the tea leaves here, reading between the lines, and um, there's a lot of opportunities out of the gate. But I think you're still – you find those spots and you target them, uh, but it's still kind of tread lightly to find out just what we're dealing with here. Well, my biggest, so I hit a $650 money line for all my clients on uh, Monday, um, and which is I released Orlando plus the 11 and Orlando on the money line. And so what happens when you have these teams early early that are favored by huge dogs, and they let, let's say they're 0-2 and they have, or 0-3, I had the Wizards on the money line plus 4.5 on the road, and then I had them plus the 180 on the money line. They won the game outright by one of these winless teams, and they make them huge dogs where eventually they're going to get their win. Forget the cover. So it's not a bad strategy when you look at, for instance, if you were ever to get a good price on the Lakers, to get look for those opportunities. And like I said, you know, I had a client text me. He's like, I can't believe they won outright. I'm like, well, first of all, dogs, if you're going to ever get a sport with real parity where you're going to have an opportunity for underdogs, large money line dogs to win out right, it's going to be the NBA. Nobody's shocked, you know, if Minnesota wins tonight outright against Toronto. It can happen. It's such a long season. Well, then you're getting 350 back. Nobody's going to be shocked if the Knicks went outright against, you know, uh, the Knicks or Minnesota. They're both eight point dogs, both getting 350 on the money line. So a good strategy. Look at the Wizards tonight. The Wizards are playing the Warriors. 
I wouldn't be shocked if the Wizards, if I thought the Wizards were going to cover plus the 10 and they're going to put up a plus 600 money line, you best believe I'm going to have a little on the Wizards. Do you employ the second half approach uh, as much in the NBA for totals in college so hoops? I'm basically only doing so. I'm basically only doing totals in the second half, and then looking for those money line large dog. I'm definitely more of a dog player in the NBA now because basically, you know, the rule of thumb is look. It's just such a long season; nobody cares. The Warriors are probably going to be one of the worst covering teams. So use the Warriors as an example. The Warriors and and the, one of the best covering teams when they're a dog, not a favorite, will be Cleveland. So again, you know, like when you look at these 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 subcar the, the real good and the real bad. You know, you bookend it. You look at the real bad teams, and, and and you look at how it's just expecting when you watch these guys just trading shots. How are you really going to get a fifteen point blowout on every double digit favorite? It's just it's not. I don't see it happening, and it hasn't been happening. Last night I had the Pistons. They won by one, getting one. Um. One of my respected guys had the Saints. They were minus five and a half. It was not a barn burner. They they were one sixteen to one oh nine. I lost with the Kings last night. Mike, how did I lose with the Kings last night on the on the plus eleven and a half? Well, I mean they were getting smashed by that doesn't that doesn't twenty nine but at the end they just kept shooting three after three after three. And how much did I lose by? Two points. Two points. So the point is even in that game that I lost uh one twelve to one twenty six on the Kings. If you look at the margin of victory yesterday, the Pistons were a one-point dog. They won the game by one, anybody's game. The Pelicans were a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They won the game by seven, a two-point game. The Sacramento Kings were getting 11-and-a-half for 12, a two-point game. Every game was within two points, regardless of what side you were on. A little drama out of the gate never hurt anybody. A little drama out of the game... Gate never hurt anybody, but you're asking me about second halves. Um, look, the Lakers. I understand a player like LeBron is the op. It's opposite of Alabama. They're probably not going to perform well in the first half, and they're going to probably turn it on in the second half. So when I saw that they were down the other night against uh, whatever game it was, they lost in overtime by one because he missed the two free throws. Um, but like you look tonight is a perfect example. I had the Wizards plus four and a half at the Suns. The Wizards got their first win. And now tonight the game goes from, this is what I don't like, the game goes from two to four and a half on nothing. Just the Lakers are going to get their first win. So here's my baseball betting favorites mentality. If you think the Lakers are going to get their first win tonight, Mr. Blessing, don't lay four and a half. Lay 185 and expect them to win by one, two. Yeah, it could be a blowout. But if you really are playing the the Lakers aren't going to go 0 and 4 Situation. Why would you lay four and a half? And it's gone from two and a half to four and a half. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So why not lay the money? Like I don't. I don't want to lay one eighty five, but I'm certainly not going to lay four and a half because I'm worried about them getting their first win. Because if you're strictly playing that strategy of them getting their first win, they they win by one. They're happy. There you go. Uh, how about it, Mike? When you're talking to the the clientele, uh, are they NBA nuts? Uh, I mean, I know you try to get them to go wherever the winners are, uh, but 
but how much? How much? Are they, they were so happy Troy played South Alabama last night. They could care less about basketball. I'll let Mike answer, but he, you know what? I know it. Everybody knows <laughs> That's it. That's right. They love that Tuesday night. They, they love it, that Tuesday night action. They they won't be too obsessed with even caring about basketball until football ends, just like it is every year. Um, for some reason, college basketball does get more attention just because people are just into the whole March Madness. But even early in the season, the same thing. Nobody cares until football ends. So unless you literally show them how to do this like a business, which I think this year people are more understanding now that it's going legal and state after state, and people are actually jumping on board with the whole business angle versus just betting with the, you know, how they've done in the past, it's much easier for them to take advantage of a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday midweek NBA selection rather than just waiting for the weekends because again the Monday night football game is always the sharpest line on the board we always talk about it so we're not going to just play the game for entertainment's sake if we don't have an edge we're just not going to play it where we'll play an NBA game because there's 10 games on the board and and we see some soft numbers so uh, people are getting more accustomed to it Uh, I'm getting them to see the bigger picture but at the end of the day they're obsessed with Southern Alabama last night. They don't care about NBA. It doesn't matter. It's a game on TV that they could sit there and watch, and no matter what football game, it will literally um, trump any NBA game. So obviously. Did you watch the end of the uh, Atlanta game, Brian? Uh, I did not. Oh, the Giants Atlanta game when it, when it, when it, when oh, they of took course. It. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking something else. I, of course I did. That was, I'll tell you. <laughs> it is what it is, and you always remember the rotten ones. But I will I will just say this from a play-calling perspective. That was one of the worst exhibitions of managing a game I have ever seen where if you watch the Giants earlier in the year, there was a play when the ball was at the one-yard line and Saquon Barkley, like Walter Payton, jumped from the three-yard line and landed five yards deep in the end zone. And they've got it on the one-yard line, and they run a jet sweep with nine guys in the box, and they don't score. Then they get it to the end, and I'm a big proponent of the quarterback sneak. But on the first quarterback sneak, they didn't move him an inch. And they don't give it to Barkley on the first down. Like, well, okay, I get the quarterback sneak, but time's a ticking away. You didn't move it an inch. Oh, let's give it to him on second. They do it again, burn all the time, throw it in. But then they give the ball to Barkley from the two-yard line on the two-point conversion. Who makes this stuff up? Well, how about the London game where I needed the um, over in the second half and the guy doesn't kick the extra point and goes for two to blow my over? Oh, <laughs> I know, man. Like Mike said to me, he's texting me, he goes, they scored, and I'm on my bike. I go, beautiful. <laughs> I just assumed it was a win. Beautiful. Because they went for two and missed it. I almost hit a tree. Hey, I got news for you. I mean, hey, I got news for you. They missed it twice. They they went for it. They got, right. a, they got a penalty, and they moved it to the one, and they didn't get it again. Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't, I don't And they were only a 3-3 three and three team, but... This goes back to what I was trying to teach my 13-year-old son about, which he understands now. Key numbers. As a rule, I don't believe you should cry if you lose a game by one, if you lay four or even five and a half. Like, in my world of old-school betting, if you're a numbers better, you're just going to take the plus four, you're going to take the plus five and a half, you're going to take the plus seven, and let the chips fall where they may, because... The handicap, let's say the handicapping is accurate. 
they're saying saying this team should it should be a three point game. Then they move that and line up to four. Well, that's just like okay. Well, now it's gonna if it's gonna be that close, obviously the edge goes to the dog. Same thing with these games going into overtime, like the Miami game when it went into extra time and it was 28-28. You were getting points regardless of whether you got three against the Bears or you got seven. You, you're just on the dog side. So for me, you know, for all these guys that are going to lay four and a half with the Bengals against the Buccaneers, and then they're going to cry next week if we're talking on the radio. And say, Remember we talked about the Bengals? And let's say the Bengals win by three. I would never lay four and a half. What about you guys? How about it, Mike? No, I mean, I wouldn't either. I truly wouldn't either. I mean, we always, it's it's the rule that we've always had here. I mean, if that team is favored, if the team's not good enough to be favored by seven, then obviously they're four and a half because the, they're not going to give them enough credibility. So I'm not going to take that. I'm going to take the points every single time. If it's on three, obviously we it's the other complete opposite scenario. So it's just falling in love with the number and not being obsessed with watching the game and, and trying to, find statistics on why Manning is terrible or, or Matt Ryan or their defense. You're, you're, all you have to do is just pay attention to the number, and it literally tells you which team is going to cover. So we get the Thursday night game. They, they just I'm, I'm sure they're drooling on Thursday night. They're attacking you right yeah. out of the gate. What do you got? What do you got? Man, they're attacking me out of the gate on Thursday night on Monday night. But I will I will say to you, um, we have a we have a – like four or five plays that we already played, we're looking at it, right numbers that we released to our clients in the NFL. And that goes back to also a lot of these people that wager as fans, um, what I call non-pros, I don't want to use the word derogatorily square, but the non-pros, um, they're betting the day of. They're not betting to get the value of getting the right line. And we're trying to beat the move. And we're trying to, you know, again, depending upon what side of the game you're on, whether it's the dog or their favorite, you're trying to get the best of the number before the line moves. And so, you know, we've already have three or four games in the NFL that we've already released to our clients. College football, it's a little different because it's all over. It's just too much work. You got to look, get a little. Some games we play early if if they're around key numbers, but usually we do a lot of second half in that. But I will say the two games just to hop over to the NFL on Sunday that I will say that are like to me the biggest traps is you always say it everybody says it throw out the last game I know if Carol you know we're in Baltimore Carolina makes the comeback it keeps coming up on the scoreboard against Philly um, and now Baltimore goes to Carolina and they make the line one and then it open it moves to two on what I have no idea but I I will I think I can't see the line going any other way than staying where it's at or down on that Ravens game because people are going to like look at that game and go, well, Carolina has all this momentum, but Tucker missed the field goal. To me, that's a stay away from the game or play the second half. Like, but if anything, I would not take the position that I think that the Ravens, they're horrible on the road to begin with. They don't travel well. They just came off a demoralizing loss, kicking that extra point, and I would fade that move. If the public comes in on the Ravens and you can get minus, plus three on the Bengals, on, uh, on Carolina, I'm telling you, I'm taking, the, I'm taking Carolina plus three. What was the that move? What was the mindset around there? I mean, you you, you talk about the the mood in the stadium, but I mean, you know, the I mean, I, I give Tucker full marks. I mean, this guy's as good as it gets. I mean, I, I don't maybe it's not an argument. He's the best kicker in the game. Um, I love a guy like that that just steps right up and says it's on me. You know, whatever. I'm. You know what? I mean, guys rally yeah, around you know a guy what? like that. It, it, 
he said it's on me, but if you re-listen to the, you know, I listened on YouTube again, it's on me, but it was to tie the game, not to win the game. My point is it was really on the defense. The defense that they kept saying hasn't given up a touchdown in the second half the entire season. Mike was there. I was there. Junior was there. They ran through him like a hot knife through butter. And so, you know, again, they couldn't stop him. We should we start the fourth quarter up seventeen to seven. I would say that defense just ran out of gas. And honestly, I, I, I'm looking for the Ravens to go to minus three. People will come in and pound them, and you'll probably get a good spot with Carolina plus the three at home. Can you guys believe that we are halfway through this season? Well, could you believe that on November 11th we're the day one of the college basketball season? That's the beautiful thing about this season is that really is there a season? Is there really a season? I don't think so. I mean, honestly, I get what you're saying from a fan point of view, but from a professional betting point of view, we're early in the NHL season. We're early in the NBA season. We're going to start the college basketball season, which think about it. You're a student. You go back to school in August. You report in in August. You're a basketball player. You don't, you don't even, I mean, you're literally in there August, September, October, and you don't even start. You're in school three and a half months before you play a basketball game. Are you ready for college hoops? How's your little IUPUI doing? Man, Towson State's right up the street. We're, we're ready. We're ready. And how about UMBC? UMBC, come yeah, on, man. Come on, UMBC. That's not Virginia forget. still can't live that one down. Uh, you know, I don't know why. Well, I do. I mean, you guys are funny. My, my wife finds you guys uh, moderately comical. And I got home last week, and she says to me, what were all those letters? I said, it's a John thing. The, the IUPUI. Uh, she goes. I, she's trying to rattle off IUPUI and UMBC, and I. This is. I, I was. She was like almost went off the road. I literally saw a guy at the Ravens game wearing an IUPUI <laughs> sweatshirt. I <laughs> couldn't believe what are, it. What are the odds of that? <laughs> oh, you, oh, listen to this. Listen to this story. This is the last Ravens game story. The two people sitting next to me were from London. The Ravens fans. They flew in from London to go to the game, which is like flying to Vegas from Baltimore. It's five hours. And I said, well, you could have just went to the game, the earlier game in, in Wimbledon. He goes, ah, who wants to watch that horrible Tennessee team? It was hilarious. These guys literally got on a – people fly from London. They love – so when you talk about filling up the stadium in London, you literally have people that fly to the U.S. for the weekend to the East Coast games to watch NFL games. It's amazing Did, to make you, it a long weekend. You like those, you like those uh, games in London? I mean, I like. I do. I mean, you guys. It's real brutal. Six thirty in the morning. Oh, I guess if you're a degenerate, you love that six thirty action. <laughs> I mean, you're playing half times at seven, eight, eight thirty in the morning. But I mean, for us, it's actually it's quite nice to be in the office. And look, we get here at like seven in the morning, which is four in the morning your time, and we're taking calls all morning till a twelve noon or a one o'clock start on on Sunday, especially. So it's nice to actually have something on in the background beside international soccer, which we do. So, you know, I would say that, you know, it's, I mean, I love having the opportunity to trade a second-half NFL game, except when the guy doesn't go for the extra point and lose. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's nice. I like it. I know you guys don't like it. But, I mean, really, most people in, Ve- in Vegas, they're going to be betting. They're going to be betting that game the night before. I hear you, man. Uh, SportsInsiderRadio.com. Um, you, you got your, you got the little TV screen on? You, all, you got your Perrier? You ready to I roll? I do. Ready to rock and I'm roll. I'm ready to roll. And listen, I want to talk about trends 
being your friend, and we we can do that now. We can do that later. But we'll go over the against the tread, against the the ATS statistics. Um, so if you want to go over them now, we can uh, go over them I'll now. I'll tell you, you what. Why don't you catch your breath? Why don't you catch your breath? Let's do it. I'm glad you took the kid. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys went. Um, you will never forget that game. <laughs> you just you deserve a day out of the office. I know you were. I, 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 I'm Mike. Paint the picture for me. All right. And first of all, there's nothing off. wrong with nosebleed seats. I mean, you can have a ball there. How are the seats? Good seats? Oh, great seats. Okay. Mike, did John have literally like 17 devices going at the football game? Zero, hold on, let me, zero devices. None. We got everything done. It was because, again, we came to work. We worked. Again, it was the late game. We went to the four o'clock game. Right. There's only three games. At the time, besides the game that was there, so he didn't need the trade stations—not trade stations, trade stations everywhere. Uh, those London fans probably would have, you know, got a little scuffle with them. I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> you actually just kind of semi-relaxed and watched the game. Good for you. I mean, if it was a four o'clock game every week here, I would do it. But you know, that one o'clock stuff—you can't. You got to keep rolling. I, you know hey, I mean? hey, listen, this is a guy now. He's gone to a Ravens game. Took the kid. You went. You went to a Caps game, right? Went to the we went to the Caps game. We also went to that outdoor uh, whatever you call it and it's NHL game. The, you know, the winter classic. What a, what a, well, no, that the was winter, the, yeah. There you go. The well, winter, that, I'm such an NHL fan. The winter classic, exactly. Well, no, but that was I think a stadium series game. I don't think that was the the per se winter classic. Right. But all right, man. I look at you, man. I'm all proud of you. That's uh, get getting oot in a boot as and they then say. And then Mike and I are taking the kids to the Wizards game. Wizards-Portland game, but that's in a few weeks. Oh, they're the best. We got John and Mike at Sports Insider Radio. Check out SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. As John said, on the way back, he's going to have some winning trend information for you. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 
Hi, folks. We're going to have a lot of fun on Mondays. It's Brian Blessing here, noon to 2, every Monday in the game at the Suncoast Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline, right here, AM 1400 KSHB. But that's just the beginning. We'll be sticking around and in the game, food and drink specials, great prize giveaways for Monday Night Football and every NHL game on TV. In the game, we're calling it Pucks and Pigskins. You're going to love it. A great combo of hockey and football. Monday's in the game at the Suncoast. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. All right, we're back with you. SportsInsiderRadio.com. We love coming to you from Las Vegas on Wednesdays. And I know you get that information out on the website throughout the course of the week. Getting into the weekend, the number is 800 800- 209-1679-800-209-1679. All right, I got the pen, I got the paper out, and I'm ready. John's got some trends. Let's have at it. What do you got? So, first of all, let's talk about the, uh, the college football. So we'll do the, the most. If you're betting favorites on the money line, you're now currently 408 and 107. That means if you if you were able to get the money line, that means laying big numbers like somebody bet. I think uh, at the South Point they were saying on uh, uh, Jimmy Vaccaro said on South Point that somebody came in and bet like fifty thousand to win like seven hundred dollars on Alabama, something stupid. Um, but if you were like counting those type of money lines and you were just going every money line favorites are winning literally like ridiculous four hundred eight to one hundred seven in college football. But if you convert that to the spread, the dogs are winning 53% of the time, 246, 261, and 8. So it goes back to that spread being the great, 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 great equalizer. Um, I mean, there you go. That's how hard it is to beat the number. If you, if you could pick football like you could pick baseball, you could retire. I mean, it's just look at those numbers, Brian, 300-game edge. 301 games over 500 on playing the favorite straight up with no spread. If you could get those numbers, well, I mean, it's amazing. You you rattle these numbers off every week, and it you know it, it's pretty remarkable. And, and it's a they're math models that make sense. But at the end of the day, we always talk about how sharp how sharp the odds makers are. Yeah, because look, the 110 hard enough. Is, I mean, I, it'd be interesting. I don't have the money lines on all these games. I guarantee you're not up that kind of as much money as you think with the 107 teams that were favorites that lost because those favorites that lost, uh, you probably were laying some big change on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it might. You might be even maybe even, but the end, but the point is the spread is the great equalizer, and it, you got to pick your spots. Again, two forty six, two sixty one, and eight. It means it's anybody's game. Um, in the NFL, same thing, really. Um, Seventy one and thirty four and two, straight up. Home favorites, just favorites winning. Seventy one, thirty four and two. Dogs have it. 
53% of the time as well. 56, 49, and 2. 56, 49, and 2. So you're literally sitting there at parity, 51, 52, 53% in both sports once you put in the point spread. So when they say, you know, line makers are good at making equalizing the numbers, well, there you go. Basically, you can call, I don't care, you can plus or minus five games is nothing. So basically, I mean, same thing. You got a five game, you got a, a little bigger of a margin. You got a 12, 13 game margin in, in, in football, but because you have so much juice being created because of how many games are being played, it's the same thing as having a five game margin in an NFL. Mike, I, I know there's no set number. And it, clearly, it, it, let's see, that's like Monday Night Football. It's the only game in town. Um, and, it, and it's hard to say, well, I'll take a pass. Uh, on Monday Night Football, I, I get that. I mean, sometimes you know, if it's if it's called for, you got to do it. But you know, the customers don't want to hear that. Um, but the same thought process would apply on a college football Saturday. If you're sitting there and there are 45 games that are out there, uh, you know, it, it's got to be something you're sitting there and have firm opinions on. Uh, generally speaking, uh, and I know again the halftime aspect of it brings a whole new element or an additional element into it and maybe a you know real savvy element to it but generally speaking what would you think on average would be the number of plays on a saturday with college football nhl nba with all the stuff that's going on what what would you think is a reasonable number of plays you guys would be looking at on a saturday in this crazy time of year well i mean when it's a crossover we try not to overwhelm ourselves with a lot of games. It's just we're looking for quality, not quantity. Um, I, I don't even know an exact number because every week it's completely different. The average just wouldn't be fair to say because it just it just varies every single week. It could be five to six college football games one weekend, and we could play one the following week or just play NBA at all. I mean, yes, there's a lot of soft numbers on the board between college, but at the end of the day, we're looking on the entire board. I mean, our clients, some of them hate us. Well, we're giving them Premier League Saturday morning, and they want college football. Right. And we're giving them Tottenham at 7 a.m. on Friday night going, this is what we're playing, and they're playing, and they've cashed in for the day, and they just keep saying, what do you got? What do you got just won't end. But the ones that truly treat it like a business, that don't care about the entertainment value, that are just sick and tired of just continuously losing, and they just want to actually continuously win, they just don't care anymore. They just, do- whatever we give them, they play. Do you guys find? You want to hear an amazing? You want to hear some of our amazing stats? I didn't get to the NBA yet. Go nuts! Yeah, what do you got? So right now in this short season, the favorites straight up are hitting seventy-two and a half percent, thirty-seven and fourteen. So if you just bet every team on those minus six hundred dollars money lines, you're you're literally up thirty-seven and fourteen. You ready for the ATS record, Brian? Oh yeah. 25, uh-huh. 25, and 1. Yupper. I'm going to repeat that. 25, 25, and 1. Where's the edge if you're a dog better? Where's the edge if you're a favorite better? No edge. It's exactly 50%. It's amazing, isn't it? That's why you got to look for your money line shots on the dog side because you got to remember that. So when I had that Orlando game, you know, that Orlando game is in that category of 14. Favorite straight up of 137 and 14. But the reality is is that if you were betting all those games plus money, if you could get those lines, you're actually probably even as well. So if you pick and choose your spots 
on the on the plus side, you're 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 going to get you know, if you can get that big dog that has that that has an opportunity to route, you're going to make a lot of money. The NHL man is the only is the only sport where you have a huge imbalance. The dogs that means the plus pucks, they're winning sixty one percent. That means again, you're probably not up money if you bet all of them. You're seventy eight and fifty one. That's sixty point four five percent. Seventy eight and fifty one playing the dogs plus one at the puck line plus one and a half. Yeah, that's yeah, you gotta lay some serious wood on that. I'd, you gotta lay some serious wood. Uh, you know, to me equalizer. to me, that's the worst bet, I would say to you. That's the worst bet in all the sports. Is is the is the plus puck line. The, now the, you ready for this? The dogs straight up. If you bet every underdog yeah, the, since the beginning now of the this, season in hockey, this is what I want to hear. Go ahead. Fifty nine, fifty six, and ten. I don't know what why it's. I guess there's. I guess overtime not counting, but dogs. Literally, you're fifty nine and fifty six. You have three more dogs that have won than favorites. Okay, so so, really, so then, but so now, so go to this. You're making a fortune. So the juice gets you on on the losses, but you're getting plus prices. So if if you're saying they're fifty nine fifty six, and you know, I know you don't have this, but just for argument's sake, if you go on the premise that, and believe me, some bomb dogs have won in there, but if you go on the premise that, on average, the winning dog is plus a dollar fifty, add that up and have a nice time. Well, yeah, because look at this. Away, you know, people go home dogs. Well, believe it or not, um, so the home dogs in the NHL right now are 20 and 16. They got a four-game edge. If you just bet every home team plus money, you're 20 and 16. But here's where it really gets interesting. The away dogs, they're they're um, 39 and 40. They're down a game. Obviously, you're up a lot of money. No doubt. But 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 even a home dog. I mean, tonight, Tampa's playing Colorado. Colorado, Colorado plus 15 cents at home. Uh you know, I mean, the, the, those probably, when you say the dog, I, I, I would say the average, probably maybe 50s high. What, what do you think? Maybe plus a dollar 35, plus a dollar 40 if you, if you did on average with the. With, I would say 25, 35, yeah, something like that, yeah. Right. So I was going to ask you before, when Mike, when you mentioned Tottenham, and we know the nature of the beast, and this, this is something you guys have to deal with. When the, the people call in, and you sit there, and you could have a day, and you go. Let's throw throw a number out. Let's say you go seven and three, and you got a you have a great day, and you know the the next day, or when you talk to them the next time, uh, have you gotten it to the point? Uh, are are there those people out there that will, as you say, yeah, your mantra is treated as a business. Play those ten games, and you're seven and three. Uh, the reality of this is that uh, so many people sit there and go, well, you were 7-3 and three for them, but they played another six or seven games themselves and maybe got pitchforked, and they're acting like you did All nothing the for them. All the time. I mean, it's funny. We, uh, we, were, we try to check with our clients every single money, I mean, every single Monday to determine how they did for the previous week, and we had won six out of the first seven weeks of the football season. Now, everything is money management. It's never the same amount on every game. I don't care about winning percentage. It's irrelevant to our business model. And I'll talk to the clients and I'll say, I'm not up. 
say how, and we go over every number, and then they go, well, you know, they always play bigger on the losses, and they play less on the wins. Because they say, you're, you're on a hot streak, so I figured I'd keep playing it bigger and try to double up. But they don't listen, because they're just so used to thinking that when somebody wins, they'll never lose, which is crazy to think that somebody would truly believe that. But at the end of the day, we just keep trying to drill this money management into their brain. They just will not listen. Some right, don't, of it. Don't, don't hate me, Mike. You promise? Don't, you, you got a sense of humor? Go ahead. All right. Did you hear what he just said, John? I'm listening. All right. About three or four years ago, I think I maybe gave you four horse winners out of five horses, four out of five. <laughs> You took Mike to the track, and he he went crazy, and I bageled. I went home for three or something. <laughs> take your own ad- take your own advice, man. <laughs> I, oh, I learned. I learned. I learned the that's, hard way. But you know what? It's, uh, but, but that's true. I, don't keep I mean, making that mistake until May when I go back to the track. <laughs> Breeders' Cup, by the way, uh, next week uh, at Churchill Downs, Friday and Saturday, two. Monster Day of horse uh, of, of horse racing. If you guys are listening, all you got to do is call the office. We'll take care of you. We got a horse package. You can get Brian's big horse bet. I'll get you some Breeders' Cup stuff. Yeah, we'll do that. You gonna come out here for the Preakness this year? Oh man, man. Well, first Saturday in May. Well, you know, last year I had a good excuse. I had a good excuse last year. The Golden Knights were still in the playoffs. Oh right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, you might not that you might not have that excuse this year. <laughs> it's it's going to be tough to follow that act. That's for sure. Sportsinsiderradio.com. We love doing this on Wednesdays. Eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. Sportsinsiderradio.com. Anybody so, maybe just catching this in midstream. Uh, John, how can the well, folks hear, hear the show during the week? Because this will this will. They can go to sportsinsiderradio.com, Click the archive link to the radio. But I remember, I want to talk real quick. I know we got a few minutes left. Yeah, go ahead. The undefeated teams in college basketball, in college football. So, explain me why you would t- lay the seven and a half with Houston against an undefeated South Florida team. I'm listening. <laughs> he just he just throws Mike, do you love this? He just throws this grenade at me, right? It's like uh, honestly, it's like it's like what I, I always say this. Why don't you and, just and why, and, and why, why don't you just you ask me what pie times seventy eight is? Right. And why would you lay two with San Jose State in O and sixteen? Now so here's what people are gonna do. This is what's gonna happen this week. Big money's gonna come in on San Ho- San Jose State against UNLV. And people are going to say, well, Nebraska was undefeated last week, and they made them a favorite, and that was the tell that they were going to win the game. You know, you just, I just, I find these to be sucker situations where even if you lose, the value is taking the UNLV side, not the San Jose side, because you think they're going to get the win. Will you make these, you know? Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And, and, and honestly, I mean, we are literally to the point of the year. And, and these are things you're going to take into account. They're things that we talk about when we're on the phone. But you literally are now to the point where teams lose that first game. You, maybe you get a bubble burst theory. How do they react to a loss? Uh, you are getting to, uh, to the point where there are letdown spots. There are look-ahead spots. And the other thing you got coming, the, the look-ahead spots, you got the rivalry games 
uh, that are coming up. And some of these teams, their just minds not focused because they're already looking ahead to the big rivalry game next week. So there are so many intangibles that go into play, and that's on the front end of games. And then the things you guys are really working long and hard at are finding those algorithms and those opportunities with second-half plays. Well, I mean, and just to, you know, just to touch on a specific game that I've been looking at, talking about rivalry games, the Georgia-Florida game. And again, Florida gets no respect. Georgia's laying six and a half. Maybe we'll go up to seven by game time. When, truthfully, Georgia didn't play anybody until last week. And with no running game of years past, they can't, Fromm can't throw the ball. He's just like a statue. And Florida gets no respect. It's, one, it's what is it called? The biggest cocktail party. Um, no respect getting a touchdown at home from a team that's very, very efficient and it good may, on both sides of the ball. And maybe we're not doing uh, LSU any favors, right? I mean, they've had a really nice season. Orgeron's done a good job. But, you know, it's retrospect now, but uh, I don't know. You're in the SEC. You better be taking everybody seriously every week. But it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. One of the biggest factors that Georgia got smoked like that was they were looking ahead to the big rivalry game. I don't think they look past LSU. Well, they got wallop. 36-16 was the final score. Well, I will say this. You want value? <laughs> yeah. Then you then you take you take Navy. When it gets to 24, you want value. You take Florida State when it gets to 17. Because these teams, they're going to win. But the question is, do they really care about covering? You know, you got 7-0 and Clemson. you got 7-0 and Notre Dame. Do they really care about covering? Why are you, you know, you're going to see an opening number of 21.5 on Dame and then moves to 23.5. Like, like, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if Notre Dame wins by a few. Navy was hanging tough last week with Houston in the first half, and then they got their doors blown off in the second half. And uh, I was on Houston, which I needed Houston. I took them in the second half. But again, the same thing with the South Florida game. South Florida six and seven and zero against Houston six and one, and they're going to make Houston seven and a half. That game should be pick 'em. Here, I'm, I'm going to throw one, just blindly throw one at you. The total is seventy four, Brian. The total is seventy four. They're telling you both teams are going to go up and down the field. Whoever scores last wins. Uh, of all the games in the NFL, uh, I'm going to throw one at you. Not because I care so much, just because I want to hear you say it. Um, Chicago's laying seven against the Jets. The Bears. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, do you do the Bears and the Bulls parlay? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But I will say this: here's another ugly one for you. The ugly games are really intriguing to me this week. UTEP, zero and seven, getting sixteen against UAB, six and one. I like these. The and again. San Jose State, UNLV. Where you live, you you know you're 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 a Nevadan. So this UNLV team opened up at minus two and it flipped to now they're plus two against an zero and seven team. Come on, <laughs> UNLV showed up uh, and gave Air Force a tussle, but it's been a long year for the Rebels, fellas. We're plumb out of time, and we have fun doing this. It's SportsInsiderRadio.com. We invite you to give the fellas a call eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. 800-209-1679. You missed any portion of the program. It will be available to you at sportsinsiderradio.com. So are you guys war room guys this weekend, or are you going to be uh, jaunting about and going to some live sporting event again? 
sitting right yeah. here in front of 20 computers war rooming. Well, you guys have fun. It's a treat, and we'll do it again next Wednesday. Thanks, fellas. Have a great week. You got it. Have a good one. SportsInsiderRadio.com. We love bringing the show to you from Las Vegas. Have a great day. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News. Today at the White House, President Trump held an opioid bill signing as the FBI continues to investigate suspicious packages that were sent to Hillary Clinton, former President Barack Obama, and CNN headquarters in New York.